What is up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks, powered by the nation. You're listening to episode 182. We're recording here tonight on April 26th. It is a Wednesday, and we are back after taking a week off. We made it back from Vegas alive, Dustin. Dustin, quick bachelor party weekend recap from uh, last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. I mean... Considering I thought we were pretty chill most of the weekend, like we were still dead ass tired come Sunday. Me and Brooke stayed up till four in the morning playing some digital craps, like solo craps, which is pretty fun. The trouble version of craps, as some yeah, people know it. <laughs> you lose less money and it's just as fun. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Stadium swim was dope, and we had the best French fries ever. Yep. And the talk yeah. of the the talk of the trip is the French fries from Stadium Swim. <laughs> we spent sixty dollars on this French fry platter at this pool, which in Vegas that's not a bad deal. Yeah, but we were hyped. We were like, "This better be good," and I see it coming. And it's on a it's on a tray, like school lunch tray size tray, and it's piled about yeah. four inches high of French fries. A mountain solid, of fries, literally super crispy, super seasoned. They were amazing. Yeah, the stadium swim was actually a really good deal. It was really cool. Definitely got our money's worth. Yeah, that was... Got uh, some champagne in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got the champagne shower. Actual champagne, everybody. Uh, uh, Sinatra's uh, dinner was amazing. Yeah, that kind was... Spoiled really Brooks on that one. Got him a good-ass dinner. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I was uh, definitely jealous that you got the flyback on Sunday because... Me too. I, got, I was so bad. Like it, it was good and a bad. It was like a bad thing and a good thing. It was bad because like, or I mean, it was good because I would have felt like shit flying back on Sunday. Like it would have been miserable, and I felt much better flying back Monday. But I was just ready to be home at that point. Yeah. My body can't take, uh, can't take that much anymore. I was so tired. Yeah. I fell asleep immediately. I was having trouble staying awake, like waiting on my first flight. And I was like a good hour, 15 minutes. And I was like scrolling through TikTok, just struggling. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really hungover. I was just tired. Yeah. So I was, go to bed till 4.30. Yeah, I was pretty tired. And then. Yeah, I think that was I the most. I my... immediately on both flights. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I passed out on my flight back Monday. Um, but I definitely was feeling much better Monday because I, it, I didn't really do anything Sunday. We just kind of watched the basketball yeah. games and whatnot after it, you took It took off. me till Wednesday to fully feel yeah. recovered. Yeah. But it was a good time. Like you said, Sinatra's was was a really good dinner place. If you're ever in Vegas, go check that out. But my must-do thing now in Vegas is Stadium Swim. That was like – it was so cool. It was a Friday. The weather ended up being perfect. It was supposed to be on the little chilly side, but it ended up being perfect. There wasn't anything on the TV other than like random golf, but it was still a great time. soccer. Like we were cheering for – I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we were cheering for some team I've never heard of. QR4 or something. (laughs) They scored a couple goals, made some people at the stadium swim happy. They did make like stadium swim is dope though, because like obviously it's super big. But if you get the cabana package, mm-hmm. like it's not a tent, it's an actual like room. Yeah, and they make it so easy. Like we had a waitress coming by pretty often. Like we were never out of food or it's drinks. Got like a twenty four pack, a, a case of, of of a drink that we yeah. wanted, and of high they brought news. stuff out quick yeah. too. Like they they cooked it up pretty nice. Like they convenience of it was really nice and like don't let the price scare you away because you would spend that much 
regardless. And then the way the pool set up, like pe- pretty much all the comp- and people just hang out like at the area of the pool that's right in front of yours. Yeah. And we were at the very end, so we had pretty much a, yeah, we had pretty much a whole pool kind of just to ourselves that we were just yeah hanging out in. And um, you know, you're just really just chilling in the water, and the water was heated a little bit, so yeah. it, it felt great. Yeah, it was. It's uh, the experience that I really wanted to have there. And so, yeah, my suggestion, if you're in Vegas, go check out Stadium Swim. Doesn't matter what day it is. Yep. It's going to be a good time. Uh, good drinks, good food. Get the French fry platter. You get have to get the French fry platter. platter. Best $60 you'll ever spend on French fries. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that was a quick bachelor party recap for you guys. We had a good time. Uh, happy to be back on the mics, though, for you tonight. No, it was a little bit of time, but – uh, we've got some tech basketball, some tech tech football, some tech baseball to talk about tonight. So we're anxious to get into all that. But before we do, you got to make sure you are following us. Follow the tailgate and everything we're doing here. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Apple and on Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings, five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, kindly leave us a review. You can also follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. That's where we do most of our posting, but we are also on Facebook and Instagram. So give us a follow there. Also follow our YouTube channel. Been kind of slow posting stuff here as of late, but uh, from time to time when we do have segments that we want to post out there, we'll post those clips for you on YouTube. So follow us there. And lastly, if you have anything to add to the tailgate, any questions, comments, anything you want to discuss on the show, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. We're going to start this thing off right. All right, Dustin. Well, it is now April 26th. Wow. We still do not know who our second, you know, our our, our main assistant coach is. We still have not had that confirmed. It seems like <laughs> we're just all about that. We're just down to roll with the two wow. UNT friends and a strength coach. Jesus. Uh, so that that remains to be seen. But we do know some things roster wise now, as some parts yes. have uh, come into play. So we have players. Uh, first off, Stang. Staying a Red Raider, uh, Pop Isaacs has announced that he is yes! returning, uh, that he is running it back in West Texas for a year or Let's two. Go, Pop. So we expect Pop to stay back. Dustin, what do you think about that announcement? It's been a while since he did announce that. We just haven't recorded a show since he announced it. So. Yeah, that was like right after we recorded a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Big news. Literally right and, after. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was everybody's number one want to come back on their list, you know? Of people yeah. we had last year, same with the youth and the just flashes of greatness that we saw, and obviously the best shooter we have from last year, and just like his want to and grit, like was so fun to watch. Like, does he need to clean up some things? Yeah, but he was also yeah. a freshman playing in the best basketball conference last year, so that's that's awesome for him to be joining Robert Jennings to keep that freshman class together as we know it. Um, with those two going forward. So that that's an amazing combo for going forward. 
Yeah, he's definitely was number one on my list of guy yeah. I wanted to see in a Red Raider uniform next year. You could just see the potential, the ability to shoot, um, the confidence that he plays with. Yeah. Um, and just the the growth that you expect from him. Like he's definitely a guy that I want to see here and not at a other school. Oh. So uh, super excited to have him back. And like you said, knowing that he's going to be back, knowing that Jennings is going to be back, those two two young guys that you saw a lot of potential in, uh, that you get a return, yeah. and so that's good for McCaslin and the staff moving forward. Uh, and so happy to see that. A couple of other guys that are you know, you know, we don't know anything about yet. <laughs> There's the whole Lamar Washington thing where he was in the it's portal, and then he com- quickly refuted that he is not in the portal, and he is not in the portal as of now. So and we haven't heard anything since. We haven't heard anything since. Technically there, a red raider. There was a photo. Mark? There was a photo the other day of uh, of a practice, and Lamar was in that photo. Okay. Um, so as of right now, he is wearing Texas Tech gear and practicing. So that we know. So still a red raider as of now. Uh, what Good. the portal closes like May, early May, right? Uh, I'll find that out for us real quick. Portal closes early May. Right now, the other guys, Demarion Williams, still has not hit the portal. He's still a Red Raider. Uh, Kerwin Walton is still a Red Raider as yeah. of now. Um, is no, there anybody else that I'm missing? I feel like I might be missing one, but maybe not. Uh, no, I feel like everybody else has hit Demar, the portal. Demorian, Kerwin, Kyron is Kyron, yeah, here. yeah, Kyron. Uh, I forget about him because he was a mid-season right. uh, transfer, but Seems yeah, like he's, he's still he's going to stay though. He'd have to stay. Yeah, I don't think he could play if he already transferred so that's kind of what the roster looks like from last year's team to this year's team so we do get to see some red raiders still in the red raider uniform that's positive some guys heading out now that we know for pretty much 100 percent certainty that are going to be out uh daniel bacho has committed to play for louisiana tech uh, so bacho will not return this came like a day after we got a text saying that level was feeling pretty good about Bacho returning and then uh, immediately commits to Louisiana Tech. So, Dustin, uh, your thoughts on Daniel Bacho being uh, gone from the Red Raiders? Yeah, the Bacho thing, I don't know, I'm conflicted just because I wanted him back because, you know, you saw the potential we did in the non-conference. And, I mean, you don't find seven-footers that are that skilled and good at rebounding and blocking and some of the stuff you can do on offense. And obviously, like, our roster needs big guys also. So there was definitely a need and a want there. Um, the other side, though, you're also like, well, you might have seen some, I wouldn't say character issues, but like some, I don't know, unwillingness to want to play or do whatever, I don't know, at, late in the season um, and some dumb boneheaded basketball the last month of the season. And I just have that feeling that, like, well, the fact that he went to L.A. Tech doesn't scare me, thank God. But I was scared he was going to go somewhere, and then he'd become this yeah. really badass player on a great D1 team. <laughs> yeah. But at L.A. Now, Tech, That's always like, my fear now. Eh, all right, dude. Like, should have probably stayed for your own career sake, I think, also. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe going to a smaller school, getting to dominate some dudes oh, yeah. better than 
Because, I mean, when you look at the season, you know, he was dominating at the beginning. We are playing some lesser teams. But then you saw the highs where he, like, dominated against Creighton. He dominated against Ohio State. He was, like, killing it against some of those teams. And then, you know, that health hiccup he had that kind of set Damn. him back. And Don't he just basketball. never able to. Yeah, never able to recover. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a bummer. Um, everybody liked Bacho. He was fun to watch when he was playing really good. But when he was playing bad, he was playing bad. And, and unfortunately, that was kind of like the whole end of the season for him. Yeah. He just never got back to that Bacho who had uh, was like a double-double machine at the beginning of the season. But I kind of wish him the best of luck. You know, Louisiana Tech, I think, will be a good spot for him to. Yeah, there's a former Tech coach and, and there, of, I guess, is why he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, Talvin in. Hester, who might have been the recruiter for him in Coach Adams, uh, on Coach Adams' staff his first year that brought him from yeah. Arizona. So, uh, best of luck to him. Uh, another player that seems like he's probably not going to come back, and that is Jalen Tyson. Jalen Tyson hit the portal uh, since the last time that we spoke. And. And Dustin, uh, this one I wanted to talk about in a little more depth because uh, this one, not only the uh, him hitting the portal, but the reaction people had on yeah. Twitter, I think uh, a lot of that all goes inside. And so my thing on on this is I just uh, I, I wasn't shocked by it at all. No. And a lot of people on Twitter were. And I think I was more shocked by that because I, I think we're kind of similar in that any player hitting the portal now is not going to shock me. I I think I became super numb to that when McCuller and, and uh, TJ hit the portal. I was like, Oh, anybody can leave. And so I think like now I view it as anybody who's on our team. I'm like, Oh, we got them for a year and then they're gone. Like that's just kind of how I view it now. And if you get two years out of them, cool. Um, maybe, uh, maybe we're in the rarity of that, but uh, it just didn't come as a shock to me when he hit the portal. Um, But Dustin, your thoughts on uh, on Jalen hitting the portal and kind of all the reaction and everything that surrounded that? Yeah, I'm not shocked about it either. I think why people are shocked because they kind of fell in love with him over the last year and a half. Um, and and he was talking a good talk after the season. He was saying yeah. a lot of like stuff people wanted to hear say, which I think he was just saying because he knew people wanted to hear say. Yeah, I more. think he's good at playing the public side and then in the inside the Womble maybe is a different story. Yeah. Um, but I'm not saying he's a bad guy or anything, but I just think he just plays plays both cards and good for him, I guess. Um, yeah. But I think people were also overreacting about it because he was technically your best player last year, I would say. And also best, like, probably a player coming back, like over Pop. Like, overall, he's your best player. That would have come back. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think people also got in a, got their kind of panties in a wad about it again. Um, but also like me and you are, t- are talking, I mentioned it to you the other day, like he's only here one year. Like he only played for us one year. Like let's not get our yeah. hearts broken for a sophomore who was here one year. Right. <laughs> that also didn't yeah. nearly play that good until the last month, six weeks of the season. Like, <laughs> I mean, he had a great end of the season, but up until then, it was pretty mediocre or less. Um, now, is the potential there? Yeah. Is he has the potential to be a great scorer, possible best player in a league? Probably so, if he really commits to it and gets in the right system. But he 
didn't want to do that here. And that's fine. I mean, he spent, you know, a couple weeks getting to know McCaslin and, and the two coaches yeah. and between their talks and some time in the Womble between all them figured out that, and whoever pulled the trigger, it doesn't matter, but whether it's the coaches are like, you're not going to work with us. Here's our ideas or him. Like, this is what I want. And they're just not meeting up. And you know, at that point it's okay to let it go when it's a coaching change like this. Like, yeah, I, I think, think that's it's what to happened. be expected. Yeah. I, I think it's to be expected when you get a new coach, not every coach, you know, you, you're, you have a new coach for a reason. You know, one of the reasons was your last coach didn't treat the players well, right. but you also didn't have a good season. You didn't win. No. And these players were all on that team. So I think there's definitely like some evaluation that takes place. And while I think Jalen Tyson is going to be a very good college basketball player, there's still a lot of development stuff and there's still a lot of moments where you're like, was Jalen? Oh, he's on the court. Oh, I forgot. He was on the court yeah. and he's playing and he only has four points. And I made I the know, joke like up until has... like February that he never scored over 12 points a game. Yeah. <laughs> He'd get to and 12 and then like, Virginia oh, game you guys, you, uh, sorry, I was doing too much. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he like has the tendency to disappear. I think that was the kind of thing to me is everybody's acting like we lost this lottery talent type player. And I'm like, oh, he's a good basketball player. He's a good college basketball player. Uh, you know, he, he he's going to get better. Yes. And I know that the potential that there is with him, but at the same time is like, they're like the reactions there, were, were like, we're losing some, the sun. There's also <laughs> I was some, like, this kid's only been here a little bit. Rumors that we had kind of speculated that he, he kind of had a different plan of going forward and building around him with this team. Yeah. And that's he, not what McCaslin wants and that's okay. Yeah. He, he wanted to be a focal point is some stuff we've heard. Some other stuff we've heard is that he wasn't very coachable. Um, kind of a, kind of hard to coach, yeah. uh, not necessarily things you want to hear about a guy that young. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you want to hear that he's coachable, willing to take criticism. Some of that stuff wasn't there. So, um, you know, I don't know Jalen. I, I don't know him as a person, but I'm also not going to fault anybody for hitting the portal these days. Yeah. Like that, I think that's just the day and age it is. Yep. And you kind of got to go see what's out there. And, uh, we all know what the season last year was like, so you got to go see your options and hopefully it's not a big 12 team. Um, but you know, there's always that possibility now, but I just, I thought the reaction was odd yeah, a little bit. I thought um, way too many people were like, Oh my God, now we're going to suck. And like, I mean, we're not instantly going to get a player like him to replace that spot, but if he doesn't want to be a part of the team, there's no need to force it. Yeah, you can go find a dude who can get you 12 points. <laughs> <laughs> you can go find that. I mean, like, you might not be able to find a guy who can go score 27 like Tyson did in that one game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can go find somebody who can consistently bring it every game offensively, but then also do it defensively yes. too and i think that's kind of where some of the tyson um for sure problems came is he wasn't always there and engaged defensively oh. you saw what it looked like in that iowa state comeback it was like oh look jalen's playing defense and all of a sudden we're coming back but that stuff wasn't there game to game that's some of the stuff he kind of has to learn uh and he's going to grow into but ultimately like this is the time and age we live in now where players are going to hit the portal. And, and I think like the best thing to do is just not attach yourself to these mm. players anymore. Like, I think that's what I did a good job of this coming season. It was like, these are rentals. Yeah. These are rentals. This is our team. We're going to have them then for a season. We're yeah. going to have the same talk next 
April of all right, who's yeah. we're starting at zero again? Can yeah, we get who's gone? Back? Who's back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think like a lot of people like it's not gonna take or you know, it's gonna take a while, I think, for some people to retrain their brain to that yeah. because we're so accustomed to guys coming here and, and like that's kind of been the norm for most of our college sports watching lives, but nowadays especially in basketball that changes. Uh, it's not about loyalty anymore. Nope. It's not loyalty to the program. It's a little loyalty to whoever your crew is, whoever your group is, yeah. whoever's like, you know, take care of your stuff. That's where the loyalty lies. And, and at this point in day and age, like you kind of got to go to wherever you're needed, wherever that NIL uh, offer might lie. And so that's kind of changing the landscape. Yeah. Of, college basketball i think a little more so than other sports but uh another player that we're now kind of pretty sure isn't coming back is elijah fisher um not sure if y'all heard of it if you're listening to us and you're on twitter you probably did and you might have went and listened to it Uh, i didn't go listen to it Uh, i don't know my whole life doesn't revolve around everything texas tech Uh, i think some people need to like take a step back take a breather you don't have to listen to everything, do everything, see everything, feel everything, text heck. Uh, but I didn't watch this. I caught, you know, obviously caught everything from Twitter and everybody's reaction. To this it was another kind of bizarre one. One of those yeah. days where I just kind of wanted to delete Twitter and not be a part of it. What do you think about the whole Elijah Fisher podcast interview, Dustin? Okay. <laughs> so if you didn't catch it, quick synopsis of what happened. Elijah Fisher went on this, I guess, college basketball hoops and something podcast. It's like hip hop hoops or something, I think. Uh, and pretty much bashed Adams and didn't like Lubbock. And I mean, that's basically it. Like longer interview than yeah. that, obviously, but like that's that's what you get out of this if you're being level headed. That was the main Twitter points. Yeah. <laughs> Bash Lubbock didn't like Mark Adams. My deal is like, okay, the Adams stuff we already all knew. Yeah, he was, that wasn't news breaking. Wasn't news breaking. Like nothing he said there was out of the ordinary. Like we didn't know from February and March. Like okay, yeah. The didn't like Lubbock, didn't fit into Lubbock, and was tired of eating steak and salmon stuff. Like sounds like steak and shrimp, Dustin. Get it right. Sounds like eighteen year old from Canada who's just in a place that he doesn't fit in and that's okay. Like yeah. I'm not going to get my butt hurt about an 18 year old coming to a college and then not liking the town. Oh, um, yes. And then Preach. complaining about getting fed pretty good meals, apparently from either the nutrition staff or, you know, going to Las Brisas every other week, like they get to do <laughs> like, all right, man, like you're getting fed really good food. That's, like i can understand that's the one part that's the one part that i'm like all right this guy (laughs) this kid doesn't really understand what he's saying by this like he doesn't understand that most college kids are probably eating ramen and and little seizures like that will last you half the week (laughs) and like hopefully you know the rec center buys you pizza hut or papa john's one day and you get to take half of that home yeah Um, yeah but yeah, like the other stuff besides the Adam stuff, like the location thing and us not liking Lubbock or fitting into Lubbock, I get it. That's fine. I mean, he's an 18 year old African American from Toronto. Is that right? Or yeah. Canada? Like, yeah, yeah well, a major I think city Toronto. in Canada. That's, like that's what I've seen. Different, way different scenario. Scene. Way different. 
And like he's also remember he's also a high school senior basically like yeah super young and immature and nothing that's nothing on him he just is and so like I don't take much from honestly anything he said out of that whole thing <laughs> yeah like didn't like the yeah, situation I, you were in I mean the playing time stuff we could kind of see and understand like he oh yeah but also man like you weren't ready you weren't ready. I don't know. I'm I'm a little on the side that maybe we should have given him more minutes. I think you and me were both, oh, we were both huge Elijah Fisher guys. Like he deserved more minutes. He deserved to play more. Um, we went through some of the stuff with Pop, but Pop can make threes, so you played Pop, but you wouldn't like live and die through some of the stuff that Elijah Fisher provided you. Like, sure, his offensive game was kind of far behind what Pop's was, but yeah. defensively, he was pretty good. I. Like I'm, I'm with you on all of that. Like, am I going to take what an 18 year old said and get all butthurt about it? Freaking no, I'm not. Am I going to get butthurt by somebody who didn't like Lubbock? No, yeah. Lubbock isn't meant for everybody. Like, I totally get that. Lubbock I love is a Lubbock, small and I'm glad. Or more like a yeah. big town. Like it's big town. Big town is yeah. how it feels. It's not for everybody. The the, the the dust this year has been crazy. Like, I mean, I get it. It's not for everybody. Nobody wants to wake up and get and dust in their face. Losing in your first season, it also puts yeah. a bad taste yeah. in your dust. Yeah. And then now. you take that in. Like, he probably doesn't associate Lubbock well because he came here. He thought he was going to play basketball. He had to sit the bench most of the year. Right. You're losing most of the year. And then you're dealing with a coach who doesn't treat his players right. And so – uh, all of that is going to associate to a bad time. Not a good time in Lubbock, right? Thought you were coming here to play basketball. You didn't. Thought you were coming here to win. You didn't. Thought you were coming to play here for a coach you thought was going to be good to you. He wasn't. And so he's that. all that is going into the thought process here. And like you said, this dude's supposed to be in high school right now. Let's not all get butthurt about what he thinks about Lubbock. Um, we can joke about the steak and shrimp. That's the that's the kind of funny part. Yeah, that's the not realizing what he's getting <laughs> with his NIL and with all of that perks. Like he's not realizing that's he, he that's not the true college life experience. We all know that. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm still on Elijah Fisher Island. Like I still think this kid has a lot of potential. I know it's not going to be at Tech. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's at not like if it goes to another Big Twelve school, I'll get off the island. Yes. But if he goes somewhere else, like I'll still be rooting for sure. this kid because, like, I saw the potential oh, and I think so he's going to be a really good player. And I, I want to see that come to fruition for him. And so I don't know him as a person or anything like that, but I really liked what he provided. Hope it works out for him at a school that is not yeah. in our conference. <laughs> key, key for me. I will support you if you go to another school outside of the Big 12. If you go to the score, go to the Big 10, you'll be closer to home and whatnot. And... Go to Illinois. It worked <laughs> out for a previous tech player who went to Illinois. I mean, look at it. I, I was thinking this earlier and I, I like I'm, I want to mention it. Like he had two players last year, Kevin McCuller and TJ Shannon, who went to try to better their draft prospects and it worked out for one and it didn't work out for the other. It's all about picking your school. And TJ Shannon ends up being a first team first Big team. 10 yeah. all-conference player. And his draft stock, I think, was helped by that. Do I think he'll get drafted? It'll probably be a second round, if that. Kevin McCuller didn't help. Dude Miller, wasn't going to get drafted. Would, Dude's not going to get drafted. He would fit so. in at, like, one of the Big East schools, like St. John's, like Villanova. Yeah. Like, you're in Philadelphia, like, or, like, somewhere in the, on that East Coast, like, 
city type life. Like go go do go do something in the Big East. Yeah, go St. John's. That that feels like a good fit for him. Villanova, Connecticut, mm. Providence, Georgetown, <laughs> any of those schools. <laughs> You're um, just naming Big East schools. Yeah, now. I'm just naming Big East schools. <laughs> Keep <laughs> going, Rhode Island. <laughs> Not Big 12. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are the players who now we know are officially or are pretty much not coming back. Correct. It doesn't look like there's any life in that. But uh, players oh, that are coming out. in. Time out, time out. Yeah. Side note, did you see, back to uh, Jalen Tyson, he had a – secret visit to Cal oh, over yeah. the weekend yeah. that got swept under the rug and then Fardaz slim and trim Fardaz AMAC jersey with him it's like huh. Fardaz AMAC who all of a sudden looks like he's I mean, like yeah, freaking if, modeling if for Cal Cal wants to be next yeah if Cal wants to be next year's version of Texas Tech and just pay all their players and have half our roster go for it go ahead Go ahead. It'll probably do them better in the Pac-12. They don't have as good a competition, so they'll probably, you know, win a few more games. Uh, Maybe. But, yeah, that was that was funny. It was just like the last photo when a photo dropped. It was like <laughs> all these photos. And Who's then, that? oh, there, look, there's, there's Jalen Tyson. <laughs> huh. um, but, yeah, that was funny. Uh, players coming in. We do have yeah, roster have additions players. to talk about. We save the good for a last. Players that we know are going to be Red Raiders now. Darian Williams, Nevada transfer. Yeah. He was the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Year. Some stats on him. He had a 96.6 defensive rating. I really don't know what that means. Okay. I don't know what that sounds spelling, good. But We're going to say it's really good. Something, it's really good. Yeah, something in the 96 sounds amazing. If yeah. we're grading on a scale to 100, that's, that's fantastic. Really uh, 1.4 steals per game. 90 assists to 30 turnovers Ooh. and 36% from three doesn't yep. Darian Williams, the first commit of the McCasland era here at Texas tech, your thoughts on him. Yeah. So you're getting the mountain West freshman of the year. So you're going to have him for at least three years of eligibility, but we're only worried about one. Remember that? Yeah. But six, six rental guard, <laughs> guard forward type. I mean, he basically averaged, seven to eight points, seven, eight rebounds and almost three assists a game. Like just a overall solid player, like do everything. Yeah. I mean, maybe he grows into more of a scoring type role, which that'd be amazing. But like getting a guard, that's like a seven, seven to eight, seven to eight guy. Like, whoo, that's pretty solid. And the six, six length, you want length, yeah. you know, the casting wants length. I mean, he led Nevada in rebounds in 18 of the 33 games. I wrote that down. Yeah. And he had... 200 rebounds last year. And he had more than 10 in 10 of those games. Like, those are the kind of stats I look at. Like, you're getting back to... Remember our team two years ago with Adonis and TJ and McCuller? Like, we had a lot of 6'6 to 6'8. And we led the Big 12 in rebounding because... Yeah. We had length everywhere and could grab boards, and that's kind of what we're going at with this, and I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this one. Uh, freshman of the year in the Mountain West Conference, like that's a conference that put several teams in the tournament. He, you know, Nevada yeah. made the tournament. They did. They only made the the uh, playing games, but you know they're still there. 
Um, and so, yeah, definitely a guy that you could see some upside with after having a pretty good yep. freshman year. Um, you know, you can see what he can build on now and yeah, fits a mold that it looks like McCasland is going for. And you just want to get guys who fit that, what the plan is, uh, and you, you know, hope that plan comes to fruition with these guys. Another addition, uh, GCU transfer this time, Grand Canyon university, chance McMillian, another team that made it to the tournament and he had himself a game against Gonzaga, although, you know, it wasn't very competitive game. He did have 16 points, four rebounds, four assists against Gonzaga in the tournament. And also key stat from him, you're getting a over 40% three point shooter. Uh, to add to that backcourt. So um, him with Pop back there, both really good three-point shooters. Dustin, your thoughts on Chance McMillian coming Yeah, in. Chance, 6'3", guard. So he's basically kind of taking DeMorian, not DeMorian, uh, <laughs> Harmon's place. I already forgot his name. Yeah. <laughs> one year into him, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, one year. Basically taking Harmon's place as like another point guard type guy. Um, yeah. 11 points, three and two. Sophomore going in his junior year. I mean, pretty solid player, good shooter. I mean, give you some athleticism there at that spot. So, another good dude. My only, it's going to, my only gripe, it's going to be hard keeping these new guys and names in line. So, we got yeah. McCaslin and McMillan, and we might still get Ben McCall. <laughs> <laughs> like the names yeah. are going to get confusing. And then you got Darian, Darian Williams, Williams Demorian Williams, like Demorian needs to keep wearing the t-shirt under the Jersey so we can distinguish who's in, you know, <laughs> if they both wear the t-shirt, we're screwed. Oh, we're God. If they both are a t-shirt, I'm going to be pissed. Cause that looks stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're in college. Agreed. Just wear the Jersey with a, tight tank underneath or something they make stuff for that now it's not 2004 yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah um but yeah another good pickup uh for mccaslin and this staff and this team uh two guys who can look like they fit that mold of a player that you want with some length can provide you offense defense rebounding assists um so some versatile players a nice guard to go back with uh yep. pop there in your backcourt and so just adding to the depth guy of, you know, guys who were at kind of lower tier schools, but were able to perform uh, and get yeah. up to the big time here, uh, Big 12 conference. And so uh, two for two so far on guys that you brought to Lubbock on visits, you, you, you cashed in on both of them. And so happy for that. You've got other players that you're in on. Tyler Perry's still out there. Um, yeah. It doesn't so- seem like he's going to be coming here. I, I I, I am doubting. I'm out, now I'm out on him. Back. I'm out on yeah. him with Pop coming back and then Chance McMillan coming in. You already have two small guards. And yeah, you don't need Tyler Perry's like 5'10". Yeah. So, like, I get that he did great things on North Texas's run, but you're also playing in a lesser conference with not as good athletes and not as much size and length. And the Big 12 has all that to the best of its abilities. And so I don't want to add it. Yeah, go to Ole Miss. Go to Ole Miss. <laughs> or Florida. I mean, you know, we were in this top four. Ole Miss was also go to Ole Miss and play for that coach and have fun with that ride. Um, but, yeah, I just don't want another undersized card. I think we're set there. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think we need to go big. We need yes. to get some big guys, especially with Bacho leaving. Big, big like right now, your big is RJ. Um, you need to add some size. And so I kind of expect us to try to go in and get some guys with some length there. Yeah. Um, but right now, that's the roster as it shapes out. Kind of the guys who have are staying, the guys who we figure are leaving uh and then the guys who we have now got to commit to texas tech so we'll keep you updated as more transfers and more people commit to come and play for texas tech and and as more of the staff gets unveiled that's, hopefully we have that's my problem with all this is we're doing this with three guys like yeah you I'm need not, that you need I, that guy we need some staff to help do this they're yeah. doing the job it's, of six or I don't know how many guys anymore, six to eight guys maybe. And we have three. Three. Like, yeah. Uh, we need get on it. Um, support staff to help get guys in here. All right. Last little basketball tidbit, an exciting bit of news that came across the timeline this past week. The basketball tournament is coming to Lubbock, we Texas. It. We asked. We did it. And they answered. We did it. The tournament will be here in july i think july is when it's played. 16th july 16th uh the three red raiders that have committed to play for the air raiders so far are uh matt mooney and tariq owens david a moretti i'm sure more will be announced in the following yes. weeks dustin um we were pretty pumped about the air raiders last year when they came in the tournament playing in wichita but now they get to come to Lubbock, freaking Texas to play. Thoughts on Lubbock getting the TBT tournament, man? In the words of the great Bart Scott on the Jets, can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait for them to be here. That was the best news. That's the best basketball. No, that's the best tech sports news we've had in 2023. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, think about that. It's just been down, 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 down. A little Lady bit of Raiders decent good baseball, but then <laughs> – not great basketball. I mean, we won a bowl game, but that was, I think, at the end of twenty two. Yeah, that was a that was a twenty twenty two game. Yeah, like, this is by far the best athletics news of Texas Tech this year. They're coming to Lubbock. It's it. cool for Lubbock too. Like, yeah. So like, and then you get immediately three of the favorites from the national championship team coming in to play. So that's going to be amazing. I like Mooney's quote of like. I wish I could have went back to play like one more game at the Spirit Arena after my last season and our our championship run. You know, now I get to have that chance. And like, especially after this last season of not great basketball, like yeah, <laughs> people are going to show Much out needed. for that to see all our favorites back in action. Like, yeah, I, I can only imagine Norrence might be involved. I have Brandon a Francis. feeling like we're uh, gonna have more of a Texas Tech roster than we did even last year I hope because so. of that. I don't know the rules and roster stipulations of G League and NBA contracts and whatnot, so I don't know if Norrence would they be let eligible. anybody play in this thing. They let like Joe Johnson playing it one year. So. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking retired. He's like forty years old, dude. No, he was still like he's still like a borderline league player when he came in. Like <laughs> I saw Joe, ago. baby. I mean, <laughs> Darvin Ham can coach us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess Luke's not going to be coaching the team this year. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> So uh, that's but, awesome. yeah, that'll that's be exciting. exciting. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. That's like oh. I immediately signed up for the ticket wait list. Yep. Um, yeah, my so only gripe hoping... of TBT during this 
they needed to have their store set up to sell merch of these teams that announced. Yeah. So I went on there and all you could buy was a jersey and that's like $60. And I was like, I'm not buying that. But I would have bought a t-shirt right then and there. Yeah. Got to pay attention to that. Maybe it's like something once the tickets go live, then they release gear. Or yeah. Maybe it's closer to time they release gear. Maybe they just have it up at the at the USA when we actually play. But that'll be exciting. Um, we'll definitely be there uh, in attendance for that one yeah. and cover that one, hang out. Uh, that'll be really fun. It was fun to watch them last year. It'll be really fun to watch that in person. Get to see the Elam ending live, Dustin. That's what we get to do Hell this yeah. July. So that was cool. Cool that Mooney got to uh, announce that to us all on Twitter. So TBT coming to Lubbock um, this summer. So looking forward to that and some positive basketball news. Um, but that's all we've got for basketball for you guys this week. Uh, as we mentioned, we'll keep you up to date as more roster news makes itself available. Um, transfer portal windows open till May 11th. So we yep. might have some more departures more arrivals, more players that we're uh, committing. Um, and so we'll keep you up to date with all of that. But uh, Texas Tech had a spring game this past weekend, and we got an NFL draft candidate and a crane to talk about. So let's go talk some Texas Tech football. Somebody turn on some damn All right, Dustin. So the Texas Tech spring game happened over the weekend. Uh, I did not watch it. I ended up kind of sleeping in a little bit uh, and then watching Tech baseball play uh, Baylor uh, and when when they had a double header. So I didn't catch much of the spring game. I did see some highlights. You saw a Barry Morton dime to Loic Fungi for a big touchdown. Saw a couple nice Taj Brooks runs. The defense forced several turnovers. Texas Tech newbie who's kind of filling in for Muddy Waters. Uh, Bakersfield, I think, or Bakersville or something like that. Uh, he picked off Tyler Shuck on the first pass of the game. Yep. Um, Tyler Shuck, last two spring games, has started him with an interception. Um, so, Dustin, any season. thoughts that you have from I, – I know you didn't watch spring game either, but any thoughts you had from the spring game, anything you saw, anything that you liked? Um, yeah, didn't end up going um, – and weather sucked anyway, so that was all right. Watch a lot of highlights on Twitter. Yeah, turnovers were kind of the focal point of the game, I'd say. But in a take three in a game like this, I would say that's okay for the offense and great for the defense. Yeah, because I feel like in a spring game kind of scrimmage type scenario, the offense is pretty handcuffed on a lot of things they can do. I mean, the I mean, Shuck and Morton aren't audibling if they get a better box or better this coverage or that. They're not running tempo against our own defense. Like, we're also probably not, but 30% of the playbook or something like that. So, like, offense is – Your basic screens, your basic routes. Offense is going to be pretty limited. I think it's great, though, to see the defense getting turnovers in their hands. It's like yeah. that's where we were missing last year of like, oh, we're close or we're getting stops, but we're not getting turnovers like we want in shorter fields. So to actually get some turnovers, some tip passes, some catches like that, I see that as great for the defense and not a knock on the offense. 
Yeah, the offense is always super boring in yeah. the spring game, as it should be. Like, the offense is coming along. You're kind of getting players involved in the playbook. You're not going to go show out and run a bunch of crazy plays. You're just running basic stuff. Um, you know, you, you'd like to see the interceptions kind of come down. Uh, I, the one drive that I was able to tune in and watch, Barron drove the team down and then threw a red zone pick. Um and so like some and he threw a pick into like four coverage. It was like four yeah, guys over there. And I was like, come on, that's, oh, that's not, I, yeah, but I like Tycona, I think. Yeah. I heard our safety after that saying, Yeah, I knew he, he had to throw it because it was like fourth and twenty. And so like uh, no, there was a like, penalty that erased. Yeah, that might have been a different one. The, oh, the okay. one that I was watching, like we had just uh, through it, he had a penalty that gave us a fresh set of downs oh. inside the like ten yard line, and then Barron threw a pick right yeah. to the. It was you know the linebacker who actually committed the penalty. Yeah, we, I think it was Ty Connor who picked him off. Yeah, we can't do that. Like, but I have heard like through all these practices that both quarterbacks have really cleaned it up, and they weren't bad last year. I mean, Mm-mm. you could say. Eh, whatever, but like apparently in practice, like they've cleaned up some really good stuff there. I would say the best offensive thing from spring game was Loic Fungi. Like, yeah, dude just went off. Like, and that's, I mean, we haven't had a number one receiver like him, like a big type that. Like, we've been through like our Jakeem yeah, Grants physical. and whatnot yeah. the last few years, but like to have a big dude that's tall and athletic and whatnot, like, that's the old school, like area, Texas tech. Like that gets me yeah. really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was definitely excited about Loke's performance that he had the big breakaway touchdown. That was good. Um, Taj Brooks looked like he yep. was, uh, in a groove most of the day. And no one got hurt. Some big runs. No one got hurt. That's another key. Um, you didn't have, you know, 51 people transfer after your spring game. I had that written Colorado. down for my next point. <laughs> Post scrimmage, post spring portal is chill. Yeah, like you only yeah, had yeah. You've had you've had some offensive linemen. But you've had a yeah, couple they're all like freshmen, sophomores that are lower in the depth chart, just yeah. looking for a chance to play and develop somewhere else. And it's yeah, not like no you're taking names. a hit there. Yeah, yeah. So that gives you room um, to bring a couple guys in. So, yeah, I always look for the spring game to keep it clean. Nobody get hurt. No major injuries from it. Have some of your players kind of show out. Uh, the defensive line, everybody's talking about, you know, your defensive line or your pass rushers are going to be pretty solid this year with Linton, the Syracuse transfer, Miles Cole, uh, who came in last year and kind of took a backseat to Tyree Wilson, but will be taking over that role this year. When so, you played the spring uh, looks game like, without Hutchings and – yeah. Uh, and, Tony in the middle. Yeah, and Tony Bradley, yeah. You yeah, the your, two of your, your defensive stalwarts weren't stuffers. there. Um and then Bakersfield, who's kind of coming in and replacing Muddy Waters, who was a huge for you, look like well, he was all over the place. And then yeah. like what I saw in clips, and then of course he had the pick. So um like looks like you're gonna be pretty salty on the defensive side of the ball. Um sure. but yeah, got what you wanted out of the spring game, I think. Uh next up on Texas Tech football discussion. It's the NFL draft, and the NFL draft's always fun. Me and Dustin always love the NFL draft, especially the first round. Uh, but it's even better when you have a Texas Tech Red Raider that is supposed to get drafted in the first round. Yeah. And not only that, 
Dustin is getting projected to maybe go as high as the number two overall pick. I've seen it being discussed that the Texans can go either Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson. I have heard that discussion from the likes of Todd McShay, uh, very notable draft gurus. I think they'll go Will Anderson, or maybe they're just smoke screening us and they're going to go quarterback as they should Texans. But what are your thoughts on Tyree Wilson and his projection in the top 10 and what that kind of means for Texas Tech uh, tomorrow night? So one, it's huge that Tyree is there. Uh, Coach McGuire is going to be at his table. He's there. Like That's just great publicity. I mean, I always think of every NBA draft. Coach Cal has to sit at five different tables because of how many Kentucky recruits get drafted. And, like, that's such good publicity for his program. (laughs) And so, like, for Tyree, I definitely think he's going top ten. Um, I think the injury has kind of limited him from jumping up into the top five conversation because he hasn't been able to do anything all spring, really show out. He's just, you know, everybody just comes and looks at him and looks at film. But I think he's a top 10 guy. I don't think he's a top like four or five just because of the quarterbacks and the other two defensive players. I think he's the third defensive player off the board. I think Jalen Carter and Will Anderson will go before him. But, I mean, yeah, this I whole know. week Jaylen is Carter smoke screens. has a bunch of personal things that happened, a bunch of bad decisions that might hinder him. But Yeah, um, man, there's, he's know. also, I, like, apparently the best player in the draft. Like, overall yeah. big board, like, you're getting a monster in the middle. Yeah, NFL has no morals, so um, yeah, somebody will end up taking Jalen Carter, but there's still a very good chance, you know, to, if Tyree falls out of the top ten, that will be shocking. So oh, if he falls out of the top Tech ten, defense, he won't last very long after that. Like, yeah, he'll people be will 11. be jumping uh, of like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, like I could. I know. See I've heard some, the Lions are very, the Lions are very intrigued by having like him and Hutchinson exactly. Like, on that like there's some line. good situations that he can go to. Mm-hmm. Seattle might be interested. Like the Ooh, Bears, a, a Seattle def, a Seattle defense with, with Jordan Brooks with Jordan and Brooks. Tyree Wilson. Ooh. Yeah, like Hutchings, like coming Hutchinson off the ACL, and so. Tyree would be a great combo. I kind of want him to go to Detroit. I think that's where I would like him to go because I think that's an up and coming team that I think he could be impactful on um, and have some success uh, yeah. here kind of early because as a team kind of on the cusp, like. Okay, there we can see yeah. them developing into a team that can make the playoffs here. And you have another um, guy on the other side to like, yeah, take, yeah, you doesn't have to be all him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think like that's my favorite spot that I would like him to go to. I think Dan Campbell is a fun coach. I think that'd be a good fit for him. And yeah, like you said, you got Hutchinson uh, on the other side that like that could be a really good force if he if he goes there. Um, but yeah, some good options for Tyree. It will be fun to see a Texas Tech Red Raider defensive lineman slash edge rusher get drafted in the top ten. Typically, offensive players. Put this out on Twitter tomorrow as our shot bet of like what, where we think he goes. Like top five, top six through eight, top ten, post ten. We'll have to do like a over under. Like, will Tyree Wilson be drafted in the top five? I'm trying to find his, like, six through ten. 
if he has like a number what's uh yeah yeah, I don't know. I didn't look any of that up, but it'll be interesting. We might, so yeah, pay attention. We might post a shot bet tomorrow uh, with the first round coming up. Once we find some maybe odds, we'll see, um, you know, top five or top, you know, six through 10 uh, shot bet on that. Um, we'll kind of debate that once we see all those numbers. But yeah, excited for Tyree, excited for Joey McGuire to be there. This is huge. This is really cool. It's fun to listen to the podcast and everybody be like, wait, Texas Tech? <laughs> like a defender from Texas Tech? Like that. It's cool to be able to have uh, Tyree Wilson representing us. And He's we're not all big enough Tyree to Wilson, have like Wilson one fans. by himself uh, on yeah. FanDuel at least. They typically don't really have that for defenders. It's more of like a. Joey Porter Unless Jr. Like, sure does. Uh, Michael, uh, oh, it's Michael Mayer. Nolan Smith sure does. He's another really good defensive player. But like his over unders eleven and a half. But like, yeah, yeah. So we'll be interested in that. Pay attention to our Twitter. Um, we might post a shop bet for you guys today sure. uh, to see, you know, where y'all think. He's going to go. Other football-related news, and this is in the no-good, not-so-very-good idea category of, uh, for some reason, somebody was like, hey, 3,000 retweets to get Joey McGuire to climb a crane to possibly, you know, kill the best coach that we've had at Texas Tech, the coach that brings us the most promise that we've had at Texas Tech uh, since Mike Leach. Um, And we want to put – and – and the fact that so many people are like, hell yeah, let's retweet this. Let's go. Um, I, I have to say, I think you have to revoke your Texas Tech fan card if you retweeted that and were for putting the best coach that we've had in a long time up on a crane in Lubbock fucking Texas, Dustin, where there was a dust storm today that hit us. Uh, and yet we want to put our coach up there. Uh, I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. We quickly tweeted. Uh, we didn't retweet it no. uh, to tweet it. We tweeted under saying, please keep Joey McGuire as safe as possible. Keep him on the ground. Uh, the only time that I expect him to not be on the ground is when he's in a plane out to do some recruiting. Yeah, this is one of the most dumb Texas Tech Twitter moments ever. Yeah. By far. Like, it's pretty high up there. Like It's so dumb. Like. Just and I'm glad like his wife hopped on Twitter and was like, "How about we don't do this? Because yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, we don't need to be climbing cranes, building the stadium. Let the cranes build the stadium. You run the football team. They don't need to mix." And I mix. get Joey wants to be a man of the people, so he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do it." And I'm just like, <sighs> "No, we're not. No, we're not. We don't need to do that. That'd be the dumbest sports headline of all time." <laughs> yeah. I don't want that to happen. I like Joey McGuire. I think he's an awesome coach. I don't want to put him anywhere near harm's way. And that's probably it. They're probably going to make it safe. They're probably going to have him harnessed. Probably going to be fine. Uh, I just, I don't don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I've seen the movie fall. Have you seen the movie fall where they climb up a radio tower and get stuck at the very top of it? Sounds terrible. Watch that tech fans. Watch that. Watch that. And then rethink what you've done. Rethink what you've done. (laughs) If something happens, you know, Pray, God willing, nothing happens. But this just seems like one of the worst all-time ideas in college football history. Um, And we can't apparently have nice things for Texas Tech football. So I guess I'm just like, 
nervous as hell. I'll be nervous as hell that day. I won't be on Twitter. I won't be watching. I'll just be I'll waiting for somebody to text me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go protest. Let's bring signs. Be like, keep coach safe. Keep coach safe. Uh, us and Gamma Gauchos. I think that was the only other podcast that I saw. Be like, uh, can we not like try no. to kill our coach, please? Seriously. Um, God. So I don't know. I don't You know, if you're the person who retweeted that and was happy about it, um, I, I really don't know what to think of you. I don't know. I don't know why. Please explain why. Why you want to put the best coach that we've had no, in a long time? Don't explain why. Points. Don't have dumb ideas yeah. and let's just not do this. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. We'll be clipping this and posting it on YouTube. Uh, excited to find out all of you who who are in support of this and uh, why, um, or not why, but why. I uh, just like why are you. Why are you supportive of this? I don't understand. But anyway, that's all Texas Tech football we've got for you. Any, anything else you wanted to add? Any other players you're intrigued on uh, draft weekend or anything like that? Tyree Wilson is really the focus. Muddy Waters, uh, I, I would put out there as potentially like a, a, a draft pick. Uh, what he did last year kind of in his his uh, position of being able to you know be a DB but get so many tackles for losses, yeah. I think he probably has the best shot. I mean, I'll just – Real quick, just because we're on it, and this is my final shot, just to squeeze it in. I think Houston's interesting at 2-12. and 12. Like you just mentioned, they might go defense. I think they should go defense and take Will Anderson and then take the best offense player on the board at 12 and wait on a better quarterback next year. Because everybody said, like, there's three quarterbacks better than this one, this, these, this class this year. And they have a new yeah. coach. Like, he's going to get time. Like, get him Will Anderson. Get him a great defender. Build some defense. Build some defense. You get a better quarterback, maybe Caleb Williams next year. You're great. So just wait. And then go out there with Davis Mills for one more year. There's a lot. (laughs) Dallas at 26 is interesting just because, like, you don't know how a lot of things are shaking out. And, like, this draft apparently only has, like, 15 first round type guys and grades, but the tight end class is good. And that's what they need. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're the Utah tight end or the ginormous tight end from Georgia. That was the backup. I would love him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's in the draft, dude. Like Washington or something like that. Yeah, yeah. he's massive. And so that'd Notre be Dame has a good tight end. Matthew May. Yeah, he's going like to go. He shouldn't be there by the time Dallas. Can. Iowa has another good tight end. Iowa always has good tight ends. Iowa uh, and tight ends. Yeah, the That's quarter, like the weirdest. It's all going to depend on what happens in the first like ten picks with these four quarterbacks. Like, I think it could yeah. be get get pretty crazy, or everybody just kind of sits back and lets Houston and Arizona take defensive players and then play it out. So like, the draft's always one of my favorite times because you just never know. Last year was one of the craziest. Yeah, a lot of trades. So I think this year is going to be more, way more chill of people just sitting back and kind of let stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be curious, but Bijan intrigues to see. me too. Cause like Bijan's such a great running back and player. Like if the Eagles, nobody wants to spend a first round on a run. Yeah, back. but he's so good. Like if the Eagles at 10 take him, that's a great pick. Cause they have room yeah. to make that move. No, that would be scary. Yeah. No like that for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, damn. Um, but yeah, so yeah. always excited for the NFL draft. Always excited when a red Raider is supposed to go the first night. Uh, so that will be exciting. So 
you know, we'll be on Twitter tweeting that when that happens. So feel free to join us. Um, but before we get out of here this week, we got a little bit of tech baseball to discuss. So let's go over to the diamond, talk a little TTU baseball. All right, Dustin. So last time that we spoke, Texas Tech was heading to Norman. Um, we were on my bachelor party this weekend <laughs> when Texas Tech played Oklahoma. So it didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to that series. Did see that the Texas Tech Red Raiders took it. Two games to one, got run rolled on Sunday. Uh, remember last year we had the Sunday problems? Well, and the Sunday problems strike again for Damn us it. in this game, or third game problems, as you'll say. Third game then we problem. bounce back with a midweek series win over GCU. Uh, Grand Canyon University took the midweek series here in Lubbock, uh, two games to zero. And then ba- the Baylor Bears came to town this past weekend. I made it out to the Friday game, which I had to say, beautiful weather. Fantastic weather. It was the, it's the Lubbock weather that you stay in oh. Lubbock for, that perfect night where it's like 75 degrees and uh, no wind at all. Um, but the Red Raiders win the series two games to one. They had to play a doubleheader on Saturday. So you won the first game, and then you know you, you pretended like it was Sunday. They made the stadium clear out. They treated it like it was a brand-new ball game, and then you lost. Uh, so you, you give up, give up sweeping the series, uh. but win the series overall two games to one. Then he had a midweek series scheduled versus ACU, got rained out in the fourth, and you were down six to nothing. Doesn't count. To ACU. Never happened. Doesn't count, hopefully. Uh, Never happened. But, man, thank God for the rain, or else it seems like you were just about to get your ass kicked by ACU. So uh, that's kind of the recap of Tech Baseball. Any thoughts you've had on the baseball team over these past couple weeks? Yeah, man, we always look good, like game one, game two. And then we fizzle out real hard game three. Like we need to figure yeah. out a way to spread out our offense and our runs throughout the weekend. It's like, we always go like 12 and 10 and then one. one <laughs> it's like, Whoa. Two. And like yeah. baseball had a great tweet last week of they're in the top 10 in 10 different offensive categories, like hits, doubles, sack flies, uh, Face on balls, runs, batting average, triples, runs per game. Like, we're so good. And we lead the Big 12 in pretty much every offensive category, like, easily. But it's just that we're not spreading them out over three games. It's like hammering them in two games. And then, like, third game, we're just, like, struggling to find what's left of the gas tank in our bats. Which is, like, the weirdest thing, because usually, like, the third game is probably, like, the weakest pitcher that you're facing. Unless you're Kansas, Like, typically. So, it just, like, doesn't make any sense. Correct. Like, the guy that they started for Baylor in the third game was, like, a scratch start, a guy who, like, averages a walk an inning, and he came out and dealed, like, seven pretty damn good innings against you. You're like getting I mean, shut out by this dude. We had mentioned it two like, weeks ago that hell? like, these are the series when you have the chance, like get the sweep, go for the jugular. Yeah. God, we need, if you want to win the conference, like, you got to conference is so packed in right now. Like it's kind of stupid. Like the, if I can get my damn computer to load. My yeah. Screen. Everything you needed to happen that weekend to keep you in contention, like was happening and you just needed to get that sweep. And you didn't, you know. I mean, it's pretty, so. I mean, it's pff, honestly, there's six. Almost, I mean, it's pretty wide open. Like, no one's taking taking this. I guess Oakland yeah. State's 11 and 7, which is the best, but like, West Virginia still owns a, owes a series. 
and everybody else is like a gamer so back like that's one you need yeah that was the one you needed and like it really doesn't get easier as we kind of thought this schedule would shape out to be because Kansas State's playing some good ball West Virginia just swept TCU so like these are teams that are still on your schedule that really aren't necessarily cakewalks anymore especially if you know like you're gonna give a game away Uh, like it kind of just feels like you're going in there trying to get two yeah uh, haven't played a complete weekend in a long time so um you know even North Dakota State you gave up a game so Hopefully you can kind of get that sorted out. Uh, you head to Manhattan this weekend to take on Kansas State. Um, so hopefully some of those road troubles that you've had uh, kind of disappear and can get yourself a series win yeah. and maybe get yourself a sweep. Um, but right now it just kind of just seems like your your best case scenario is a two games to one win. Um, just kind of any weekend at this yeah. point. So um all this to say, though, you do have a player who's hit 20 home runs on the season. This doesn't happen a lot for oh, Red Raiders. So Gavin Cash bombing. hit his 20th bomb against Baylor, even though he had probably his worst weekend of the season against Baylor. He had one hit the whole weekend. That one hit happened to be a mammoth home run. Uh, but any thoughts on, like, Gavin Cash? season, <laughs> right quick. Uh, yeah, he's just in the zone. So ridiculous. Right now he is third. Tied for second in home runs in the country. So that's pretty damn good. He's awesome. Yeah. And the fact that he could be yeah, playing for awesome. Texas is even better. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's sweet when you get a Texas transfer, and it's even sweeter when he comes in and he hits 20 home runs for you. I mean, he's on pace the first to be year. player of the conference. Yeah, I mean, he's still got three weekend series left. So, you know, you expect that home run total to get even higher the way he can swing the bat. Um, I think he's just start, kind of was trying too hard at the Baylor weekend. It felt like he was swinging for the fences every time. Um, we kind of get that bat back to where you're just, you know, swinging it. Cause man, he, he hit a pop-up the other night against Baylor, like on that Friday night game, he hit a, like a legit pop-up that almost went out of the park. Like that's how, that's Power. how good his swing is. Like he can pop it up out of the park almost. Um, and then when he connects on one, it's gone. Yeah. So it's been really cool. fun to watch him this season. Uh, anything else you got for us baseball-wise? Oh, man. Need a sweep. Need a sweep this weekend. It would be really nice. Um, but before we get out of here for the week, Dustin, your final shot for us. All the uh, draft stuff real quick in there was my final shot. Bijan and the quarterbacks. Houston-Dallas. It's always fun. Thursday night's my favorite. Like I will be glued to the TV for like four hours watching everything yeah. and trade and whatnot. Yeah, I love, love the first night of the draft. It's always really fun. Get that Goodell boo in there, you know. Love it. And now I it's like it. I, I love it even more that it's like changes cities, you know. And this year it's in Kansas City, which they just won a Super Bowl. So that like that'll be cool. Like I really enjoy that they go to different these different locations. Yeah. You got all the fans there. Uh, fun to watch. It's always a they always do a great job with the drafts. Looking yeah. forward to that. My final shot. It's going to be NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs have been pretty fun so yeah, far. Um, I was going to talk about the Grizzlies and the Lakers series. Uh, the Grizzlies won tonight to force a game six back in LA, which I kind of expected. But I wanted to go back to game four, which was I thought a must win for the Lakers. They needed to have a three one series lead before they headed back to Memphis. Didn't want to give Memphis a chance to tie that thing up. LeBron doing some LeBron things in year twenty hits the game tying layup with like a second left and then 
they go to overtime and then he does my favorite thing, which is he gets the and one on Dylan fucking Brooks, who is a disgrace to the name <laughs> of Brooks. Disgracing your Brooks is this. But the one thing I will say I do appreciate Dylan Brooks for is that he made LeBron haters and LeBron fans come together because yeah. even LeBron haters were like, Dylan Brooks can't talk shit about no. LeBron. Like, what the hell? Like, that's that's how you know you messed up is when you're such a player that nobody really cares about that you talk shit about LeBron and even LeBron haters. Like, part of my take was like, what? I'm rooting for, like, LeBron to win this series now because of Dylan Brooks. <laughs> like, like know yourself dylan um and, and he overstepped his bounds in yeah. a large way that made everybody just like come to lebron's side you don't have that really happen often like uh lebron haters being like hey i can tweet this from my phone but dylan brooks can't say that out loud like dylan brooks hasn't won anything um so yeah i thought i thought that was funny that he hit that that and one that sealed the game on dylan brooks um after he talked shit so that was kind of rewarding hopefully the lakers close it out back in la but otherwise the playoffs have been a lot of fun there's been some pretty damn good series right now golden state and sacramento the best series of the first round right now is going on game five uh sacramento up but uh any thoughts you've had from the playoffs so far which have been pretty fun to watch yeah most of this first round kind of like we expected has been very entertaining i mean we know denver put away I almost wore my Nuggets jersey, but I was like, ah, not for beating Timberwolves. It, not we'll for save that for next round. Yeah. Next round's dub. But like the Lakers series is so good. The Kings and Warriors that are playing right now is so good. The Heat have the Bucks on the ropes. That series has been crazy. Jim, Jimmy Bucks. Jimmy, man. I was trying to tell you a couple weeks ago about playoff Jimmy. And oh, so like, been a lot of fun. It's kind of like one of those things like you. You know, he, he became playoff Jimmy in the bubble, but then it's like, it's just playoff Jimmy now. Every year he's delivered, and you're like, you know, the Heat, they looked shitty in the playing games. They <laughs> yeah. gave you no belief that they were going to do anything. They had to go to the Jimmy Buffett, literally like playoff playing game. Like they were in the last place game. <laughs> yeah. And they barely pulled that one out. And you're like, now they've done nothing to give you confidence that they were going to win. They let Trey Young and the Hawks. About to win. Yeah. And then Jimmy Butler out here about to bounce the freaking number one, the best record in the NBA and Giannis and the Bucks. Uh, what a performance that. That was that was insane. It's, it's just great points. how much parody there is now. Like, and it's, it's yeah. a lot more fun. Everybody thought, you know, Bucks were going to be the favorites in the East, and now they might not make it out of the first round. Boston looked like they were on their way to the next round. Then Trey Young hits a dagger oh, three, man. and all of a sudden that series is going back to Atlanta. Philly's already swept and waiting on yeah. what's going to happen um, with the rest of the teams. Which uh, is good. We thought the Clippers oh. and Suns was going to be fun, and then Kawhi gets hurt. Shocking. Dude, everybody has hurt their back at some point. In Dude, the everybody's hurt this playoffs. It's like, oh, broken back or broken hand. <laughs> Everybody. Broken fingers, broken this, broken that. Like, broken hand, broken finger, broken back. Which one do you have? Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh just want some, want some, want some guys to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I thought the whole removing charge discourse was kind of funny. Did you see that? Like after Giannis got hurt and Ja got hurt, both like while somebody was taking a charge, somebody was like, We gotta ban charges, and a lot of people out here on Twitter being like, How could you ever ban the charge? I was like, Bitch, please. Y'all don't care about the charge that much. Like, why do we care about the charge so much? 
Like it's honestly stupid. I'm I'm with the people. Let's ban the charge or at least move the restriction restri- restricted area out further because like the athleticism now in today's game, like these dudes are taking off at the free throw line and then you're just like the defenders getting in the way. It's causing players to get hurt left and right. Like let's at least expand the zone. So maybe guys aren't thinking about taking a charge while John Morant's leaping over their head. Like it's causing a lot of very bad collisions caused Giannis to get hurt, caused jaw to get hurt. I think like the charge really beyond college is kind of stupid. I like, in the NBA, I, I I think it's stupid. Yeah. So while you're talking, I'm thinking about it. <clears throat> what I kind of came to in the last minute was maybe, I mean, I guess this would be getting rid of the charge, but it would be basically like if you're not leaving your feet to challenge the shot, you're fouling. Like you're in the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're standing there and, and – like LeBron was standing there, jaw trying to jump and make a layup or a dunk. You're impeding his space and safety and all yeah. that nonsense. Protect the shooter, I thought. <laughs> and so, like, I think you could go that direction with it. Like, you you have to be jumping in the air or get out of the way. Like, if you do the whole jump, yeah, vertical and backwards thing, great, good job. But it's a lot easier for people to figure out their landing spots probably besides Davion Harmon um, when people are jumping with them rather than under them. Yeah. I, I just, it's like undercutting and, and it is a dangerous play. Like we're, we're trying to get rid of dangerous yeah. plays in the NFL. Like this is a dangerous play in the NBA. Like when you got jaw who I can agree. jump out the roof and like he's colliding with the guy and then he's having to fall from that height. Like, like his hand injury, I thought he fucking broke his hand. Like it's I mean, shocking he has. that he's, he's broken his hand twice the last two games. Yeah, and so uh, I I do think it's a dangerous place. So I'll, the the best thing that I I've heard is just remove or like move the restricted area further. Like put it to where like these guys can actually take off, and maybe you'll get like safer safer collisions because guys aren't trying to take a charge inside the paint or something like that. And so that's kind of like the danger zone. So yeah. I like, I, I just thought it was funny. Cause I, I was like, why do so many people care about charges? Like that's not a fun part of the game. Like it's not fun watching teams like sure tech does it, but I don't want to go watch. Like that's why I hate watching Wisconsin is cause all they freaking do is take charges. Well, we can't Davis really out here taking charges. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we didn't take a lot of charges last year, so no, we'll, we'll see we didn't that. have the team for that. <laughs> Look where that. I like it when we get it called, but at the same at the same time, it's like I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm not gonna be butt hurt if charges get uh, removed from the game. And I saw a lot of people like crying, like they care about charges so much. I'm like <laughs> you don't really care about charges so much. Um, but anything else you got for us this week? Nah, Dustin? that was a long episode. Let's get out of here. Long episode, people two out. weeks worth of stuff to discuss. Uh, we've been kind of taking these weeks off. Just the news is kind of slowly trickling in. So we're just trying to gather it all up, put it into one good episode for you guys. And so uh, that might be the plan for the foreseeable future, unless news all of a sudden picks up. But um, right now, if uh, you want to keep following the tailgate and everything that we're doing here, please give us a follow on Apple, on Spotify, hit the tailgate with that five-star review. And if you listen to us on Apple, kindly leave us a, review there please um also follow us on social media follow our twitter at tailgate underscore talks 
Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. And also give that YouTube video uh, a follow. We'll be posting some clips from this episode. Uh, maybe some of the Jalen Tyson discourse. I mean, the uh, NFL draft, Joey McGuire on the crane. We've got a lot of options to 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 drop on there. So follow that YouTube channel if you want to get involved there. Uh, and lastly, if you got anything to add to the show, you can email us at tellgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us this week. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next time.